Hey y'all, so I've been waiting to post, but I realized I might be waiting even longer. Um, and as you can tell, I'm sounding froggier than ever. Well, I had a regular cold. It was testing negative for COVID for weeks. So I legitimately had a regular cold. And then I got COVID on top of my regular cold. <laughs> Do I want to like cry a little and ask myself how on earth that happened? Yes. Okay. And that means I am now on a brand new quarantine. And as soon as my quarantine is done, we have to quarantine for the kids. So me, three small children, one house, 20 days, what could happen? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, it was hard not to feel so disheartened at first, uh, because it feels like I've already had a hard time keeping up. And as much as I would like to be like, Oh, I'm home. I am home with three small children. <laughs> okay, good thing we've been doing restructuring mentally, right? Um, but it's been a struggle. And honestly, like I was having issues, still kind of am, with having a hard time concentrating just from feeling so congested. You know, when you feel so congested, your head hurts and you feel tired and you get a little dizzy when you stand up. Uh, that's me. And normally I would sleep if I felt like this, but I have children. <laughs> And it almost, you know what I mean? It almost feels like they know exactly when I'm trying to lay down and get a rest because I will set them up with everything, whatever movies, snacks, and then one of them is coming in. And so I was waiting, hoping that I would sound less congested before I posted again. Alas, I'm doing it anyway. I'm sorry. I hope it doesn't sound too terrible on your end. Uh, and it's, it's important to me. Because in every season that I've gone through, I've been applying whatever I'm talking to you about. And some of these things I'm learning on the fly. Some I've learned through other resources. Some are honestly like you just throw something at the wall and see what sticks. And if it's stuck, I'm sharing it with you so you won't have to apply the same <laughs> experimental process. And I wanted to end restructurally mentally. I'm sorry. Some of my words are not going to sound right. Please don't judge me. Okay. Um, with knowing who you are and who you want to be. Now, this is really important because we feel a lot of pressure from society to pick what we want to be. What would you like to do? What do you do for a living? What do you do? What kind of money do you make? And we almost objectify ourselves and our goals and our dreams into this two-dimensional being who does such and such successfully. And I think that's a really quick road to misery because I don't feel like you can ever fit a three-dimensional human being with all of our quirks into a two-dimensional figure. And so I want to focus instead on taking a really good sense of who you are. And you might need to take some time to get to know yourself again, especially if you've been in an abusive relationship, okay? Anytime you have someone who's always making their needs more important than yours, you very rarely have time to sit down with yourself to find out what's important to you. I would find out what was important to me in my abusive relationship when I would dig my feet in on something and I knew I would get yelled at for it, but I had decided that it was worth getting yelled at. And it's going to sound dumb, but sometimes it was like getting people gifts. Okay, like buying people gifts for Christmas or birthdays. I wanted to make that happen. I wanted to be generous. Like I wanted, even if it was cheap, I, I found this Christian bookstore that had books for so cheap. I could get them for a buck or two. It wasn't a lot, 
but it was important to me to show people in my life that I cared about them, even if it's through a very small gift. That very small gift would still say, hey, I love you and thinking of you. I know distance separates us, but I'm so thankful you're part of my life. And I would put my feet down for that. I got yelled at a lot. And then people would thank us for the gift. No one really knew the battle that I went through to get that gift to them. And I didn't want them to know because I just wanted that person to enjoy it. But that was one of the ways that I saw, like it's important to me to let the people in my life that I care about know that I care about them. And in my life now, it's important to me to let the people that I care about know that I care about them. So there was one aspect of myself I was familiar with, but notice that when I was in that abusive environment, it always felt like a punishment to do the things that I cared about, to try to squish that. I used to like give money to different places that help people who were in need. And I eventually got down to where I was only giving money to one place and I had to fight for that one. Now he could do it. He could spend money on a gift, but I wasn't allowed to. You know, then I'd get the whole conversation about how bad I was with finances. It was my fault or in debt, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <clears throat> so when I left, I had to become reacquainted with myself because so much of my personality had been subdued to try to please him or not set him off. And like I said, I really only settled in on the things that were most important to me. So all of these like subtle novelties about myself, I had to get to know all over again, but then it's kind of nice because it feels like you're a new person. But the truth is you didn't realize how much of yourself you had to shut down to survive an abusive environment until you leave it. And all of these parts of you start coming awake and coming alive and you start to feel fresh and new and free. And you start to learn a whole heck of a lot more about yourself. So the first part of your journey is just going to be writing down some words about yourself. For me, I wrote down the word vivacious. I know it sounds great, right? Like Jessica Rabbit, like super cool. Uh, but I would not have chosen that word for myself. Okay, I wouldn't have. And whether you guys think it's like kosher or not, I felt like it's something I got when I was praying. It was like, how would I describe myself? And I really felt like I got the word vivacious. And um, when I looked up the definition, I realized that it is true. I'm like this bubbly person who does like to go into an environment and brighten it up. And I'm full of life and full of energy. But you may not have known that about me when I was in my abusive relationship, because that part of me was exhausted trying to please him or avoid a fight. And by the time I got around other people, I only had a small amount of that to give. So they would pick up on it, but I didn't have a ton of it. So it just came out in small increments. So you would not have taken my personality and been like, she is vivacious. I felt like I was dying on the inside, not like I was living. However, since I've left him and I've made new relationships and I have reconnected with people from my past, family members, right, friends, I'm learning myself again and finding out I am in fact vivacious. And I really like it. It makes me feel super sexy, just so you know. <laughs> so everybody has a personality, like this beautiful God-given personality, an integral system that's a part of you that you carry with you into every aspect of life. And part of the issue is that when we dream of what we could be, so often we are neglecting who we are to try to be something that we are not because we think that that's a socially acceptable version of who we should be. So I want to completely desecrate the idea of should be. I want you to completely eliminate that from your vocabulary. And mentally, 
I want you to say, because I am dot, 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 I am becoming dot, dot, dot. So rather than thinking that you need a personality change, like nobody wants to be a Setford wife, okay? But some of us had to live a little bit like a Setford wife if you wanted to get through that traumatic experience intact. We are now mentally going to switch from Setford wife mode of thinking of what we should be and what we ought to do and be. And we're going to switch it over to I am dot, 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 fill in the blank, guys. There is so much beauty in the diversity of our personality and our experiences and our joys and our desires and talents. This is a beautiful bouquet of everything that you already are. And then look at who you are and take that into who you would like to be. So rather than like you as a completely different human being with a different body and a different life, which is so unattainable unless you have the money for the plastic surgeon. And even then you still have to live with knowing that you are still who you are on the inside, right? You can choose to look at who you are and say, because I'm this, this is who I would like to be. Now notice I didn't say what I would like to be. I said who you would like to be. You have this unique opportunity to start over. And that is how I looked at it. Did it suck starting over at almost 30 with three kids trying to make it without my education. Yes, it was so stupidly hard. And I would still kind of, you know what, maybe not. I can't tell you it was easy and I can't tell you like everything just fell into place and it was wonderful. It was literally just a hard road. Like, you know, when you do things and they were just hard, like you don't even have another word. It was just hard. I did hard things. I left my ex and life did not suddenly become an easy path of luxury for me. I went through hard things, pandemic, living with grandparents who then turned on me because I didn't want my kids around a child molester, dealing with people abandoning me because they didn't like that I had left my husband, having to start over at school, do that with three small children. Ugh, the paperwork, people that want paperwork, wondering why it says that I'm married, even though I'm not married because I was legally strapped down and couldn't change anything. And it has been such a long and hard process, but it's also one that now I feel really good about because even though it was hard and even though it was literally straining every part of my being, I was taking who I am and deciding who I wanted to be and I was integrating the two. I want to be a vivacious woman who breathes life and encouragement into others, specifically other women, youth, children who have been abused. I want to bring life into those dark places and bring healing to hurting people. I'm taking who I am and my desires, and then I am getting my education right now so I can do that. Now, if that wasn't my desire, if that wasn't already something that I wanted to be doing, it'd be pointless to shove myself and make myself do this elaborate work of going to school and juggling that with kids and a part-time job and so much paperwork from DHS. It's not even funny, okay? It, like legal stuff, don't even get me, please do not give me certain legal stuff. I can't even right now. I just can't, okay? Like maybe in a couple weeks I can talk about it, but it's been intense, okay? And my heart has been heavy. I have had to go through so many trials, but my inner system, Michaela, who I am, my sense of integrity says, but the struggle is worth it because of who you are becoming. 
I am already a woman who is vivacious and wants to bring life and encouragement into people that are already taking steps to be free. I want to attain the education that I need to do it professionally. So I'm not changing who I am. I'm not looking for a different dream or desire. I'm taking something that is already a part of me and I am looking how to integrate that into my life path. And that's what I want you focused on, not on what you thought that you should be, what you thought that you should do, what someone told you you had to do or had to be to be successful. Looking at who you are, and for some of you, this may be a process and please don't rush it. Take your time to get to know yourself, date yourself, talk to yourself, think about the things that you like, really become acquainted with the woman that you are. And ask yourself, okay, like if these are the things that are important to me and this is who I am and this is what I like, what would suit me? When you go into the store, okay, I want to be like, no one ever does this, but people do. There are some people that will do anything to their body. And some of you are this person. You have like just obliterated your body to try to force it to fit into a size zero or a size two or a size four. You have literally like crafted yourself through eating disorders, through exercising way too much, through telling yourself that you can't have anything good because you're too fat, because you have this idea that your body is bigger than it is. And I don't feel like any part of that process is wonderful, but you're doing it all so you can get into that size, whatever, and feel like you have accomplished and achieved and you have arrived. And I feel for you because I know that it's a painful process and I know that you hurt while you do it. And I really, really do hope that as we do this journey, that if that is something that you've struggled with, especially if you had an ex who constantly put your body down and you adopted that habit, that you will stop doing that because I want to change the way we think. I want you to start to think about not just the clothes that you try on, but your life journey to find something that suits you instead of the other way around. Instead of forcing yourself into this shape and molding yourself into something that you're not to fit something that people say should suit you or what you thought should, I instead want you to look at yourself in your beautiful shape and your beautiful personality and say, what's gonna feel good on me? What's comfortable for me? Me personally, I like stuff that stretches. (laughs) Okay, if you stretch, you and I are probably gonna get along, okay? Um, But in my life, my personality also likes flexibility. So I'm going to want a path where there is some flexibility, where I'm not doing the same thing every single day. I'm going to want that variation. I'm going to want that interaction with people. I'm going to be looking at things in my life that I care about, where I get to interact with others, show them love and kindness, enjoy kind of a wild ride. Okay. I dream of having a motorcycle. Let's just throw it in there. Okay. That caused a huge fight when I was with my ex. And, um, I want you to start viewing your entire life that way. Cause if you could get that in your mind, if you can mentally structure, I am beautiful and worthy of love and worthy of respect just the way I am. And because I am a unique individual, I'm going to look for other things that suit me instead of the other way around. I think you will experience so much satisfaction and contentment. I think you'll be able to breathe. Some of you have been under so much pressure, you don't even feel like you can breathe anymore. And I want you to be able to breathe it in. Enjoy your freedom. Start taking steps that are bold and part of who you are. And so that's how I want to challenge you today. And like I said, you could be anywhere in the process. You might just be getting to know yourself again, and that's okay. Take it slow. 
I had so much fun getting to know myself, doing these dates and trying new things to see what I liked and what I didn't like as a, you know, 30 year old mother versus when I was starting out because I got married when I was 20. Yeah, 20. I met him when I was 19. So I didn't have a lot of time to feel like I knew who I was and I knew what I wanted out of life. So now I've taken this opportunity to get to know myself. And then, as I said, I translated that into, okay, what would suit me? This would be a good fit for me. So now I've taken these steps. I face these challenges, but I can always come back and say, like, I have this letter to myself that I, I wrote myself. It was actually an assignment for one of my classes, but it was a letter to yourself about why your education is so important and what you're going to do with it. And so I actually have a letter where I encourage myself to keep pushing through to overcome hardship and to succeed at this because earning this education is so important to what I long to do. And so maybe you can write a letter to yourself about some of the things that you like about yourself, about how important those things are, and about some of the things that you feel like would suit you. Like if there was no pressure to be something that you're not, no pressure to have to line up with what someone else said, who would you be? What would be important to you? What would you desire to accomplish? And that's how I'm going to challenge you. And then I'm going to do kind of like a weird hopscotch switch into restructuring spiritually. And this is going to apply for anyone. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. Like this is going to apply to anyone that has any type of spiritual belief system. And I want to switch into that. And I don't have time right now to tell you why, but I'll explain it later. And I, I really feel like this is an important part of us going along this journey, rediscovering who you are and what you are meant to be. Okay, guys, I'm so excited. I hope you're having a great time and I will talk to you again soon.